Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there and welcome to the show. Come on in, make yourself at home. I am Gary Zimak and it's so glad I'm so glad to be back with you for another episode of the program. Today we're going to look at the mass readings for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And in preparing to do this program, I always I always like to read through the the readings that we're going to be discussing and come up with a title. Well, here's the title that I came up with. The kingdom is at hand. It's sort of a two-parter. The kingdom is at hand, and you are invited. We're going to be hearing about the kingdom of God, the invitation that goes out to all of us to follow Jesus, and the fact, and, and this is an important part that I think we have to discuss on the show, the fact that we're free to reject this invitation. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's not a matter of, uh, just all out rejecting the invitation of the Lord and saying, that's it, I'm not interested. But I think subtly sometimes we tend to reject pieces of the invitation at times. Well, this is too much trouble. I don't feel like doing this or I don't feel like being good right now. It's not that we think through this. It's just that sometimes that's how we react. Or I, I say we <laughs> I'm, I'm meaning that sometimes what I really mean is sometimes this is how I react. I, even though I'm not realizing I'm doing it, I'm not as all in as I should be. So I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit speaks through me today. We're going to start that prayer in just a minute and that we can all be enlightened through these readings. I believe these readings are powerful. I believe they're challenging and I believe that I haven't gotten the full message that I'm supposed to deliver yet. You know what? I don't like it, but that's the way the Holy Spirit works with me sometimes. So settle in, make yourself comfortable, grab yourself a beverage, grab yourself a snack as we look at the Mass readings for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And I do believe, I wasn't kidding about that, I do believe that the Lord's going to speak to me through these readings as well. As I prepared to get things in place to record this show, I, I was reminded of the fact, and I've told you this before, and I really believe this, I was reminded of the fact that I get as much out of doing these programs as you tell me you get from listening to the shows. The, the Lord's speaking to me, believe me, when I'm speaking to you, when we're reading scripture together, it might be my voice reading these readings, but the Lord 
is not only speaking to you, he's speaking to me. And I would not be at all surprised, and in fact, I have that feeling today, that we might take a slightly unexpected direction. We might head in in an unexpected direction. Again, I have it scoped out. I think I know what I want to say, but there's just something, there's just an element of uncertainty about what I'm about to present to you today that I'm going to leave room for the Holy Spirit. And I think the Holy Spirit is not going to disappoint us. So before I go on and say too much more, let's pray. Let's turn to our Father in heaven. Let's express our desire to really hear him speak. And I'm going to ask him to use me as his instrument so that I can deliver his message to you without hijacking it, without taking it in my direction. And then I can follow the Spirit's lead. So if you'll join me, let's talk to our Father now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, all right, you know what I'm going to say. Um, First of all, Father, thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to have a conversation with you. Thank you for adopting us as your children. Thank you for providing for all of our needs. We know that you've done it from the time we were first conceived right up until the present time. And we know, Father, because you don't change, that you will do it for us for the remainder of our lives. We trust you, Father. We believe in what Jesus told us when he said that you would provide for our needs. So, Father, we ask you to do that. We ask you to provide for all of our needs as your children. We pray for those who have asked for our prayers. We pray for all those for whom we promised to pray. Maybe some of them we've forgotten about. We pray, we pray for those who have we made a commitment to pray for. We pray for our church. We pray for world peace. We pray for an end to violence and division and hatred, whether it's in our church, in our cities, in our world. We pray for unity, Father. And I pray, Father, for your spirit to come upon me, your instrument today. I want to deliver the message that you want me to deliver, Father. Please inspire my thoughts and words for the remainder of this show so that I can deliver your message and not my own message. Finally, Father, I ask that you open all of our hearts and pour out your spirit upon all of us so that we can hear your message and be willing to put it into practice in our lives. Father God, we ask these things in the name which is above all na- which is above all names, which is and who is your son and our Lord, Jesus Christ, and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimak, and I'm excited to be with you. However you're listening to this show, whether you're listening to the podcast, whether you're listening over the air, I'm very grateful that you're spending this time with me. If you want to find out more about my work, or maybe pick up a copy of my latest book, When Your Days Are Dark, God Is Still Good, the best way to do that is to head on over to my website, followingthetruth.com, Following thetruth.com. I also want to mention that if you're new to the program, welcome. And 
I have a daily email reflection. I call it Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. You can sign up for that. It's free of charge by going to followingthetruth.com. In addition, I also want to uh, let you know that I am currently booking speaking engagements for either the remainder of this year, maybe have something later in the year, or for 2024. So if you would like to bring me to speak at your parish or your conference, the best thing to do is head on over to my website, followingthetruth.com, and contact me, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's one of the things I, I love doing the most. I love doing these radio programs. I love writing, and I, but I really love getting out there and meeting you and uh, and chatting with you about the faith. So followingthetruth.com is the place to go to make that happen. Okay, Let's look at these Mass readings, and once again, we're going to be looking at the Mass readings for the 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The kingdom is at hand, and you are invited. So there's a lot to these readings, a lot of little subtleties. The readings themselves aren't overly lengthy, but there's a lot of subtleties that um, that give me opportunities to to expand upon. So with that in mind, let's look at the Gospel first, as we do on the program each week. Matthew chapter 9, verses 36 through Matthew chapter 10. So we we span two chapters here. We start in Matthew 9, beginning in verse 36, and then we span to Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. And sometimes the church will do that. The church will piece together parts of these readings in order to weave a particular um, narrative or, or, or deliver a certain specific message and, you know, I think it helps us to understand sometimes when we're looking for the overall theme, you know, it's always a good idea to pray to the Holy Spirit for that inspiration. Holy Spirit, what, what's the purpose? What's your message for me today? And if you also look at why the church skips pieces of the reading of the gospel passage, or maybe includes a verse from another chapter, as we're going to see in this gospel, sometimes that can give us the clue. That can give us the clue as to what the church is trying to accomplish or what the message is. So we're going to do that. We're going to depend on the Holy Spirit, and let's begin. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Um, I just want to stop here and say a few days ago, we celebrated the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I don't want to let this gospel reading go without mentioning that one point. Matthew writes, At the sight of the crowds, the heart of Jesus was moved with pity for them, because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. The people were lost, and they needed some intervention here. And the point that always touches me, and we see this a couple times throughout the Gospels, is the human heart of Jesus, who could, which could, I should say, which could feel emotions. The human, in the humanity of Jesus, he was able to feel bad, to feel pity, to feel sad, to feel happy, just like you and me. But I want you to know that he cares. If you're going through something right now, his heart, his sacred heart, is moved with pity for you. If you suffer, he feels it. And this is what's happening here. He sees the people are lost. They're like sheep without a shepherd. They're, they're directionless. They're, they're, they're lacking leadership. 
So then Jesus turned and said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his 12 disciples. Now we're talking about the apostles here, referred throughout most of the gospels, uh, referred to throughout most of the gospels as the disciples, but we're talking about the 12 here. And he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. So what we see here is Jesus reacting. And see, this is the thing. It's more than him just feeling bad for the people, having pity on the people. He does something about it. And that's what mercy is all about. We hear a lot about divine mercy. And what that means is mercy is a response. The Lord loves his people. And that love sees in his love, he sees that they're, they're, they need help. They, they have a problem. They need help. And that love plays out in the form of mercy. Because Jesus sees the people who are distressed and lost, without a leader, without a shepherd, he intervenes and alleviates their suffering and fills that need for them. He's summoning his 12 disciples And he gives them the authority over unclean spirits, giving them the authority to do what they need to do to go out into the the midst of the people and do his work for him. That's what he's doing. He's sending them out. Because remember, Jesus is one person at this point in time. And he is setting up a group of apostles. They're the first bishops of his church. And now it's expanded over the years many more than just 12. But these guys are his leaders. They're going out and being Jesus to the people who are in need. And then we're told that Jesus sent out these 12 after instructing them thus, do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. What we're talking about here is the Lord sending his apostles out, and he's telling them right now, the Lord operates in an orderly fashion. So right now he's saying, don't go into the pagans, don't go to the Samaritans. First, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He he has a priority. Yes, the kingdom of God does extend to all people everywhere, but it starts out with the chosen people, the Jewish people. They're first. And he's saying, as you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, they're waiting for the Messiah. They're the ones who are waiting for the Messiah. And he wants to let them know he's here And by giving them authority to cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons, these are going to be these these capabilities or these gifts that he gives to his apostles 
are going to be the ways that he is going to, that they are going to be able to prove and get the attention of the people that they are harnessing or, or re- releasing, I should say, that's more like uh, the m- more appropriate word. They're releasing the power of Jesus through them. In other words, they're legitimate. They're the real deal. And by doing these things, the people, it will get the attention of the people. Now, there are going to be some people who will still reject the teaching of the apostles. But that's not the problem of Jesus. He's giving the his, his leaders what they need to get the job done, to proclaim the kingdom is here. Okay, the Messiah is here. Now is the time. Some people will still not listen. And that's why I called this program what I did. The kingdom is at hand. You are invited. That doesn't mean you have to necessarily accept. And, you know, as I said a few minutes ago, sometimes the 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 rejection of the kingdom is subtle. Yeah, of course, I believe in the Lord. I go to church. I, I believe in the teachings of the church. But there's going to be these situations that arise that maybe I'm going to be afraid to get involved or the Lord, I think the Lord's asking for too much. I might hold back. And, and that's a decision that I have to make, that you have to make, that we all have to make. Am I all in or am I only partially in? First reading is from the book of Exodus, chapter 19, verses 2 through 6. In those days, the Israelites came to the desert of Sinai and pitched camp. While Israel was encamped here in front of the mountain, Moses went up to the mountain of God. The Lord called to him and said, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, Tell the Israelites, You have seen for yourselves how I treated the Egyptians and how I bore you up on eagle wings. And brought you here to myself. Therefore, if you hearken to my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people. Though all the earth is mine, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And you see, here's the invitation to the chosen people. We see it in the Old Testament and we see it in the gospel as well. The Lord's inviting people to the kingdom to be his followers, but they don't have to accept the invitation. Yes, we are privileged to be called Christians. Yes, there are many benefits to being a Christian, but there are also responsibilities and challenges and things that we're going to have to do, be called to do, that we may not want to do, that might be uncomfortable. Are we willing to do it? The Lord is going to hold up his end of the bargain, but are we? And this is really, I I, I was going to say a daily decision, but it's more than that. It's often an hourly decision. Right now, do I want to do the right thing or not? Or am I too tired? Do I not want to get involved? I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like being nice to somebody. You know, and don't think I don't struggle with this. I do. Let's look at the responsorial psalm, Psalm 100. This is a good one. This is one of my favorite psalms. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. He made us. His we are. 
his people, the flock he tends. The Lord is good, his kindness endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. But see, unlike sheep, who they have free will, but for the most part, a sheep is going to follow the shepherd. Sheep are followers. But us, you and I, sometimes we, in our, I want to say in our wisdom, but it's really in our lack of wisdom, we believe that we know better. I know what the church teaches. I know what Jesus said, but I really don't want to do that. I want to do something else. And it, it really doesn't have to be a deliberate decision, as I just made it sound. It's just sometimes a matter of reacting. No, I'm not going along with this. I'm going to say something I know I shouldn't say. I'm going to complain when I know I really shouldn't complain. I know I pray thy will be done, but I'm going to complain because I'm not happy that I didn't get the answer to my prayer. You know, that subtle rejection, that subtle decision, decision to not follow the shepherd. But fortunately, we have the sacrament of reconciliation, which enables us to be forgiven when we mess up and to get the grace that we need to get back on track and to be reconciled to God through his church. You know, good stuff. We're all going to slip up at times. The invitation is there. We are incredibly privileged by being invited by being invited to be a part of God's kingdom, to be a part of the body of Christ. But there's times that we're all going to reject that invitation and maybe not be as faithful as we should be. I think these readings today make us think and realize that we do have responsibilities. Let's look at the second reading now. It's Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Brothers and sisters, Christ, while we were still helpless, yet died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person. Though perhaps for a good person, one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us. Listen to this part. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath? Indeed, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more once reconciled will we be saved by his life? Not only that, but we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So, you know, I talked about the idea of the sheep wandering, and it's, it's going to happen from time to time. But through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, that grace is made available to us, primarily through the sacrament of reconciliation, to be reconciled with God, to, to have that damage repaired, that damage repaired, and to be reunited with the Lord. And that goes for the even the most severe mortal sin. That is forgivable through the sacrament of reconciliation. But it comes down to that, that decision that we all are invited to make. It's an act of the will. Do I want to follow 
Do I want to follow Jesus? Do I want to listen to what he has to say? Do I want to respond to that invitation? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do I want to respond? Am I willing to do what's necessary to follow Jesus wherever he leads? Because sometimes he's going to lead us to a place that we would rather not go. Whether it's a situation or maybe an illness, maybe financial difficulties. We have to remember that the Lord knows what's best for us. And sometimes we get too comfortable and he needs to do something or allow something to happen in order to shake us up a little bit and get us back on track. And that's what a good shepherd does. And sometimes it has to be done in a way that's a little forceful because we're a little more complicated than sheep. We tend to overcomplicate things. We tend to little get, get a little proud sometimes. We tend to get stubborn. A sheep can be stubborn, sure, but a human being can really be stubborn, especially when they look at a, a situation, maybe a church teaching, and they think, no way, no way, this is not right. I am not going along with this. I know I'm supposed to love people, but there is no way I am loving this person. So I know I gave you a lot to think about today, but I I think it really comes down to a matter of free will, a decision, a choice that we are all asked to make on a regular basis throughout each day of our lives. We're going to be making this decision always. Do I want to serve God, follow Jesus, or serve myself? Do I want to do it God's way? Or do I want to do it my way? And I pray that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you and I are both going to become more aware of where we stand. And when we do begin to go astray, that we recognize that it's happening. That's a great gift to be able to recognize that. And if we made a mistake, if we did something sinful, that we have the humility to go to confession and to receive that absolution and get that grace that we need to avoid committing the same sin again and again and again and again. You know, that's what the Lord's asking us to do. He's asking us to try to take advantage of what the church offers to help us. And that grace we receive in confession, it is powerful stuff. All right, we are just about out of time. I I really enjoyed enjoyed spending this time with you today. I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you need anything, please email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. That's gary at followingthetruth.com. And I would invite you again to visit my website, followingthetruth.com, for more information about my ministry or maybe to get in touch with me. If you're able to leave a donation or to make a donation or become a monthly sponsor of my ministry, I would be very grateful. This summer is a very difficult time for those of us who are in ministry. So I could use any financial support that you're able to send my way. You can do that by going to followingthetruth.com and making a, uh, a contribution through PayPal. It is totally secure. 
when it's done that way. And if you would do that, I would be very thankful. You are in my prayers. I'll continue to pray for you, and I would ask you to please pray for me and my family. Um, I'm looking forward to joining you again next week. Don't forget my daily podcast as well. I would love to have you join me for five minutes each day. You can find out more. Guess where? That's right, followingthetruth.com. <laughs> You're not going to be able to forget that. Hey, thanks again. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless you.